Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I am your host, Matthew Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, Ben Henry. How you doing today, Ben? I'm doing well, man. I am well rested. I've been catching up on my sleep recently, and uh, I've been getting a solid like seven and a half hours of sleep every night after averaging like four hours of sleep for the last four years. For reasons and um uh it's amazing i feel good yeah. like is this what normal is like uh probably <laughs> yes. probably okay okay <laughs> well you seem like a normal guy how many do you get a normal amount of sleep well normal i i guess i mean i i shoot for seven hours okay. but really uh i get probably close to six and a half on average mm. although last night I went to bed early and got like nine hours. And wow. so today I was like, oh, oh. yeah, like yeah. and and so as a result today, like I had a whole bunch of stuff on my to do list and man, I knocked it all out. I was only 10 minutes late coming on air with you today because and I <laughs> uh, and and I blame it all on that nine hours of sleep. I got really like ambitious today. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, just 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 missed it. Well, that's but, good. Yeah, I felt good. That's good because you know what I heard? I heard that like sleep deficit, if you get so much, it's like worse than being intoxicated. Like five out, five cocktails right. deep intoxic intoxicated. Like that's how oh. much sleep I was like. I was averaging four hours, five hours a night for a significant period of time. So yeah. you know what that means, Matthew? That's like two Ben Tiki drinks uh, <laughs> a night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But you know what this means? I what? can drink more now. Oh, you can have three tea. Because if that was now. normal, that's fine. I was doing fine. <laughs> I can have, like, yeah, I can have three and a half uh, typical Ben rum drinks. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, so before we get into the cocktails, I, I, I do have a question for you. All right, fire away. Would you rather attend a cocktail party hosted by your favorite celebrity? Or attend a cocktail party that takes place in a secret underground speakeasy with a hidden entrance. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so, hmm, this is tough. Actually, you know what? It's not tough at all. <laughs> like, I, I know the answer <laughs> to this one. Like, I know exactly what I would choose. And it's the speakeasy. I would I would love to go to a secret underground speakeasy, you know, the one that I'd never seen before, well, one because I would it it sounds cool and fun, and I love those kinds of places, right? Right. Usually, just because they they're fun and they have this theme, and everybody gets into the mood. But they also really take their cocktails seriously. Usually, right? Like I would and, hope so. And yeah. so and so they make really good craft cocktails, and they're usually trying to make things that that uh, I've never had before. That have like seven different ingredients and take three days to make, and I love that mm -hmm. stuff. I love yes. that stuff. So I would I would go there, and you know now that I'm well rested, I could have five cocktails apparently, <laughs> and um, I might be taking that message 
the wrong way. Like I might be, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I don't think it. that's how they intended you to take right, the message. Right, what they're saying is sleep more. They're not saying drink more. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. they're not. Yeah. All right. Well, well. Anyway, I on that speakeasy night, I you know I would go for like a good three four hours, right? And so you know that means I could have three or four cocktails, no problem. Absolutely. And uh, and then probably add a couple on top of that. So you know I love those places and. And assuming this was like some sort of like establishment, I could go back there, right? Like repeatedly mm. and and enjoy it over and over again. Because I know that if I go to a party with a celebrity, it's probably going to be one and done, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, like in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we're going to be friends, you know? It's like, it's like, you know, I don't know, me and uh, Jennifer Garner, we're going to come besties and we're going to make this like pretend co- cooking show and like, you know, it's like yada, yada, yada. No. Right. Like, no, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know that I, I would probably choose somebody like uh, Matt Mercer, who, who who nobody probably knows who listens to our show. That's my celebrity. Um, he's like a, a geeky, gamey guy, right? Yeah. Well, I'm he's assuming. a voice actor and he's but he's more well at this point. He's more well known as being a and a, a d streamer, a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> streamer. He's one of the few that makes millions of dollars doing that. What's that? Say that again knew it yeah yeah exactly uh yeah so so that's uh and he seems like a cool dude he seems down to earth um you know so that would be cool and i bet he'd serve you know reasonably good cocktails so i I feel like either one you're a winner right i don't think there's really any there's a negative yeah these are both positive these are both positive yeah well i don't know are they though what would you do what would you choose I had a hard time coming with a with a with a celebrity that I would just oh I have to uh-huh. you know hang out with. Um, so I would probably do the speakeasy too, but unlike you, I've never been to one. So I would be like fumbling around. I'd be like they they, they I, I picture them opening that little eye thing at the door, you know, and asking <laughs> for the password, and 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 I and I would totally bumble the password, and right. I wouldn't, I, and I would never get in. Like and so like I'd be like banana, and they're like. Sorry, you know, I'd be like, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, mango, and it would be, <laughs> yeah. and I would just totally get it wrong. They and so still, yeah. they might even say, "Did you mean mango?" <laughs> and then you'd be, be like, like, "Oh, that's right, yes? that's what I meant." And then they would let you in, Matthew. That's generally how these things work. They're not oh, like, okay. I, I thought it was like one and done. Like you, you don't know the password, you don't get in. Uh, maybe I'm sure there are some out there, but those are like the super, super pretentious ones. Like, yeah, well, you know. probably in New York City. Like I, I'm having flashbacks to going to clubs in New York. Like one time I went, and I was uh, a guy wouldn't let me in. The bouncer wouldn't let me in because I was wearing the wrong kind of shoes. Yeah, they wouldn't let and, me uh, in because I was just the wrong kind of person. Well, and I'm sure that was the real reason for me, oh. but they blamed it on the shoes. <laughs> right, right. You are too short. <laughs> and uh, too male. Too male. Yeah, frankly. Yeah. All the women that I went with got in easily. Well, see, what has yeah. to happen is they have to say that they're not going in unless you go in. Yeah. They didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Matthew, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't talk to any of them anymore anyway. Okay. Although my reunion's coming up. Oh, anyway. All right. All right. Well. Yeah, no, I'm not going though because my kids are graduating on the same weekend as uh, my reunion. So, okay. Uh, hey, so w- one thing that I wanted to add to our our happy hour thing is I feel like we've got a lot of people here who maybe are interested in making their own cocktails. I and, hope uh, so. I would hope so too. Uh, or they just like to hear me speak, you know, or or you for that matter. Uh, Could be most likely you. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. Yeah, it's probably you. Uh, and and so. 
so I thought we would add a tip of the day. Ooh, you know, new feature, new I feature. Wish, I wish if new feature. That's right. And if we had Bob here, he could shout that out. But no, it's tip of the day. <laughs> That's how I imagine Bob. Tip would of do. the day. <laughs> it's tip of the day. I would say, but I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> what? That's right. That's right. And Love you, Bob. So, so today's tip of the day is oftentimes you see in in. Um, when you're doing recipes, they talk about a chilled glass, like put your your cocktail, pour, strain it into a chilled cocktail glass. You'll yes. see that a lot. Of course. And and so, you know, at bars, they do this. They actually have their drinks in freezers, right? Or their, their glassware in freezers a lot of the times. And yes. so they can just pull it out. And As do I. I don't know about you, but I don't have room between the Eggo waffles and the broccoli spears or florets, actually, not spears. Don't. I'm not that. Okay, I'm a florette guy. I'm not a Spears guy. All right, oh. who needs that much stock? Not me. Not me. Anyway, anyway. Whoa. So, uh, so I don't have any room in my freezer to okay. to to do this. So instead, one way to quickly chill your, chill your glass is that uh, before you do anything else, take your glass, put a few uh, ice cubes in there, and then fill it with water. I usually give it a little stir to get the the coldness going, and then you just set it aside. And then you just, you know, you make your drink, which usually takes a few minutes, right? And then as you're, right as you're ready to strain it in there, you dump the the ice water out and you're left with a chilled glass. And so that's just a quick, easy way of chilling your cocktail glass uh, when you don't have access to a freezer. I have a, uh, I have a, 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 just a, just a large refrigerator um, that I keep on extra cold, you know, next to my bar. But I realize that not everybody has privilege like I do. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Uh, I know that the, uh, the you are privileged. People. No, of course I don't have that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't have. A... <laughs> you got your own ice ice maker though. I I do have my own ice maker. That is true. You know, uh, you can buy an ice maker on Amazon for pretty cheap. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but it's uh, yeah. It just seems extravagant. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. it seems extravagant. Okay. Well, okay. They, yeah. Uh, my 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 eighty dollar ice maker is extravagant. I, I don't even know how much it is, honestly. My wife got it for me. It, it, it was a gift. It was a gift. Right. Yeah, it so you can even gift. just But I do that. know it was that it wasn't, it, it's not that much money. You can get right. a nice right. ice maker for fairly cheap. I do not have a large refrigerator dedicated to my glassware. Uh, yeah, no, that's a great tip. I mean, that is, uh, you know, a, a, another way to do this is to actually just, if you don't want the dilution in the glass, because sometimes you don't. Like sometimes some cocktails you make have you put some sort of, you know, like spritz something onto the rim or into the, mm-hmm. into the glass. And and if there's if you have dilution in there, uh, it can kind of mess that up. So you can also just throw just ice in there. It is going to melt and it is going to create a little bit of water in there. But yeah, that's definitely the spe- the, 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 the quick way to do it, for sure. Uh, I, I would... Um, I would recommend that. And it definitely does make a difference, right? Like, I mean, the whole point of drinking a lot of these cocktails is to keep them cold. And then you put it in a warm glass and, you know, it's um, it's suddenly not the same experience. And um, and I would just add on top of that, folks, when, when you're served a cocktail up, and this is in a cocktail glass with a stem, right? That means it's served up, which means no ice in a stemmed cocktail glass. Folks, gentlemen. You're supposed to hold the cocktail by the stem, not the base of the glass, right? I mean, not the, you know, I mean, the not the not bowl. The bowl. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just warming your cocktail up, okay? Uh, I don't care if you feel like you look dainty. It's not about how you look. It's about how you feel. And what you need to feel is the proper, 
you know, temperature of the cocktail as you're consuming it. Uh, so hold by the stem, please. Don't waste all of that chilled glass. Don't waste all that effort that you put into chilling your glass by, by you know, just cupping it in your, uh, your hand like you're some sort of like, I don't know, monster. Neanderthal. Oh, and there you yes. go. Neanderthal. Exactly. Because they had, you know, they had craft cocktails back then. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we should uh, we should probably get into the cocktails. We and should. it's your turn this week, Ben, to go first. I'm assuming it's some kind of tiki drink. <laughs> well, as I said, I'm trying to get through the classics, Matthew. And I, oh, okay. I don't know that I said it outright, but but my plan, my plan was to make a pina colada. But also, you know, we've been trying to on this show to not do repeats. And folks, we've done plenty of repeats. Don't go through our backlog and be like, you know, tweeting at us and be like, oh, you guys did a repeat on this day and that day. Look, I get it, you know. But we've got our act together now, and I did a little bit of search of our of our catalog, and I realized that in episode ten, Matthew made a pina colada. And I, right. I, it, it was probably a really bad one, and I made it because my wife wanted uh, something sweet. Okay, I think, and so okay. I made it. Well, yeah. well, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I went through the um, I went through the recipes. I tried to make it on my own. I looked at all of the classic recipes, and you know what? The recipe that I came up with, Matthew, was pretty close to what you had. Um, so I ended up going yeah. a different tack. So, so I did make a okay. pina colada, but uh, but I jazzed it up a little bit by making a strawberry and kiwi berry pina colada. Um, mm. So, so let me go over the recipe first, and then I will talk a little bit about um, you know my adventures getting there. Uh, so, I am doing two ounces of white Puerto Rican rum. Uh, I'm I'm using uh, Bacardi. Um, the pina colada is most was most likely invented in Puerto Rico, uh, specifically for the purpose of representing the island of Puerto Rico. Uh, so using a Puerto Rican rum, um, using the quintessential Puerto Rican rum is very, very appropriate in this cocktail. Um, I will add, though, too, this cocktail is really designed so that you don't taste the rum. So a mild, unassuming white rum is perfect for the cocktail because this is supposed to be like the rum is just supposed to sneak in at the end and, and, and you know, and then just grab you by the ankles and pull you down, you know, like you're not <laughs> supposed to know it's there. OK, so so that's your starting. Then you add one ounce of sorry, two ounces of, of cream of coconut. Now, this is important, folks. It's cream of coconut, not coconut cream. I saw a bunch of recipes on YouTube where these people were just conflating the two things as if they were the same thing. And then they would try to, you know, fix it by saying, I'm getting Coco Lopez coconut cream. There is no Coco Lopez coconut cream. Or if there is, it's very different than cream of coconut. Okay. You want cream of coconut. Per Comes in a little white squeeze bottle. Yes. Got lots of sugar in there. Right. Or, yeah, or a blue tin. Uh, that Coco Lopez was the original oh, version. Oh, that's of right. This. Coco Lopez has the blue. The blue yeah, can. I, yes. yeah, yeah. So that's the blue tin. Uh, that's what you want, and you want that because it's super, super sweet, super, super processed. This is not a health food, folks. This is not coconut water. Okay, that's not what the pina colada is about. So just forget all that stuff. Okay, if you're making a pina colada, you have to have cream of coconut, and that's the super sweet one. Okay, okay, then. Three and a half ounces of pineapple juice. 
Uh, and then I put in one and a quarter cups of ice. I did this by weight, so I guess that's what ten ounces, Matthew. Ten ounces of uh, by weight. And then I threw in six medium frozen strawberries and four fresh kiwi berries. And I blended all of that in my blender until it was smooth. And uh, and then I poured that into a glass. And then and then. I added one ounce of Plantation Stiggins Fancy Pineapple Rum as a float on top. Ooh. And uh, that's just to give it a little extra kick because, like, I do want to taste the rum. And and quite frankly, you know, as I was exploring this cocktail, Matthew, and as I was going through it, I was coming to the conclusion that the Pina Colada, it's not really a tiki cocktail. It's a tropical cocktail. It's a uh, so I got one type of rum generally. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, it's one type of yeah. rum. You're not supposed to taste the rum, which is definitely not what tiki's all about. Um, you know, so I would say it's a tropical drink. I would say it's a vacation drink. I would say that it's just, but it's not a tiki cocktail. You know, but look, if you want to fight me about this, fine, you win. It's a tiki cocktail. But you know, if if I were to, you know, I I'm saying no, it doesn't make the cut. Like. If you want to have one, that's fine, but I wouldn't put it on my top five list of, of tiki cocktails. Uh, so I don't know what that means. Maybe I have to go find another classic to make a mop for it, but but I would say it's it's not a tiki cocktail. So so that's that's uh, the the main the main thing that I, I uh, main conclusion I came away from this week is that no pina colada not tiki. Also though, Matthew, I, I got to confess that the pina colada. Is not has not been my favorite cocktail for, for for two very good reasons. The first reason is I don't really like coconut, but whatever, you know that's not a big deal. Like you know, I've been drinking a lot of tiki. Coconut is a flavor that comes in tiki a lot. You just get used to it, right? But here's the other reason I don't like the pina colada because it's a goddamn slushy, and I don't like slushy <laughs> cocktails. Okay. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a kid's drink. You're putting booze in a kid's drink, you weirdo. And I don't like it. Okay. It's like you're going down to your 7-Eleven. Exactly. I'm going to get a Slurpee. You're going to get some Jameson. Ooh, Slurpee and Jameson. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I don't like slushies. Okay. But that being said, I, you know what also is difficult about slushies, especially when you're making them at home? It's really hard to get the balance right. Right. Because... You know, so first of all, you know, I don't know if you know this, but ice, it actually makes things very, very cold. I mean, <laughs> did you know that <laughs> ice makes things cold, Matthew? Were, I, I heard a rumor. Were you yes. aware? <laughs> That's not what I mean. Like, Thanks for that hey. tip of the day. <laughs> ice makes things cold. Remember, remember, folks, this is amateurs. We're amateur cocktail makers. Uh, <laughs> what I meant was... Cold makes it harder for you to taste things, right? So oh, it, 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 yeah, it makes yeah. um, it makes it harder for you to taste any of the flavors. So you generally have to make flavors that are more robust. Okay, so if you add a lot of ice to make a slushy, well, now you've muted all the flavors in your cocktail. Secondly, you're just basically turning ice, large chunks of ice into small chunks of ice, and small chunks of ice melt really fast. So it dilutes your cocktail very quickly. So it's extra cold, so you can't taste it as well. And it's extra water, so you got a lot of extra dilution. So it's really hard to get the balance right on this. And so to get the balance right, for me to figure out the right ratio that worked for me and the flavors that I wanted, I ended up making a lot of virgin 
pina coladas. I just didn't add the rum in there, and I just kept tasting it over and over and over again to make sure that it was uh, that it was the right flavors, that it wasn't too icy. Uh, and then and then I would also make sure it was a little extra thick, right? More 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 very like I don't know viscous viscous, right? So that when I did add the rum, that would loosen it up a little bit. Um, so, so anyway, if you're looking to, to perfect your slushies, that's my advice to you is, uh, you know, experiment without the alcohol, make sure that you get the flavors correct. You probably are going to need to push this a little bit in the sweeter, uh, sorry, in the more, yeah, the sweeter or more sour or whatever it is that you like, you're going to need to push it in that direction. But that means that you're going to need to balance the ice and that's just becomes a very difficult prospect. So, you know, Maybe you don't have a slushy version. Maybe you just make your own pina colada-inspired sour. Shake mm. it and serve pina it. Pina colada over the rocks. That's on right. the rocks. Uh, no, no. Serve it up oh, in your up. chilled glass, Matthew. That's right. Your chilled coupe glass. I like that it. That you hold by the stem because you're not a Neanderthal. Anyway, <laughs> this cocktail, very, very good. Very, very fruity. Um, and uh, I, I do like it. I could drink a lot of these. Uh, especially now that I added the rum float on top. But I will say, it's too thick. I have to, like, shake my... Like, I don't it, it, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why does it want a slushy? Anyway, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I'm not drinking a slushy. In fact, in fact, I I went back to a classic cocktail. And, you know, when you look back, I mean, classics, the classics were, you know, late 1800s kind of classics. Uh, and so I, I, I've been having this, this one for a while sitting in my, in my to-do list and I was reticent to do it because I generally was afraid on how, how it would all come together. And, um, and so let me explain. So I am doing a cocktail called the Ward 8. And uh, first, I'll tell you the ingredients, and we'll talk a little bit about the history. Uh, the The Ward Eight, uh, as as I have it today, is one and three quarter ounces of rye, and I'm using bottled and bond Rittenhouse rye, which is a hundred proof rye. Three quarter ounces of lemon juice, a quarter ounce of orange juice, and half an ounce of grenadine. And I'm using kind of a fancier grenadine. Uh, it's not the one that you would get like in a bar, a bottle that's sitting on the shelf at your local grocery store. It's like a, um, I don't remember, it was a gift that was, and somebody spent a lot more money on grenadine than I normally would. But the, the, the flip side of that is it's not the bright red that you really associate with grenadine. Uh, so if you use the bright red grenadine, this, this cocktail comes out pretty like reddish. Uh, mine is more of a muted red, uh, uh, but, but, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I think just people are familiar with the word eight, you know, kind of look at it based on its color. Uh, but anyway, you take those those ingredients and you put them in a cocktail shaker with ice and you shake it for 10 to 12 seconds and double strain it into a into a chilled coupe glass and garnish with a cocktail cherry or three and uh, or, or seven. Right. <laughs> 11. That might be a little much. I, I wouldn't recommend 11. Don't. Uh, don't. But no, no one's ever done anything wrong with don't 11 cherries, me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I will say the, the shaking with the ice for 10 to 12 seconds is important because it does add a bit of dilution to this uh, cocktail and really mellows the, the flavors. Uh, so... I would uh, so don't don't shortchange that, uh, but then uh, you know you you come it comes out with this very um, 
interesting cocktail. It's got the spice of the rye on the back of it, uh, but and then the tartness from the lemon, and then the grenadine and the orange juice offer you know kind of balance it all out with some sweetness. Uh, it's a pretty interesting cocktail, and and the history behind this. It was created by a bartender named Charlie Carter, who in eighteen in eighteen ninety six, when a local politician in Boston. Uh, asked him to create some cocktails for his friends, and they were going to vote on which one they liked the most uh, during his victory party after he won uh, after he won election to the eighth ward district of the Massachusetts House of Representatives. Uh-huh. And so, good old Charlie made a few different variations, and they all loved this one, and he named it. Ward eight okay. uh, after after the uh, the election there, uh, there are lots of variations. Um, oh, the original one actually called for soda water to be added. I can see that, uh, which which it does. It, I mean, it makes it a pretty nice cocktail. Uh, it's more of a spritz then, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not really what I was going for. Uh, and now the modern day variations omit the uh, the soda water. Yeah. Uh, so so this becomes a more classic cocktail up in a coupe glass, right. and uh, it's uh, it's really really nice. I'm actually really surprised that I that I liked it because I tend to kind of get worried when I when I use rye that it can become overpowering. But everything else, uh, you know, lends itself to kind of mellowing it out, and it's a pretty—it's a really nice, balanced cocktail. So that's what I'm drinking today, the Ward Eight. Well, I'll tell you what, Matthew. I'm looking at this recipe. This is like wow. You look at the list of ingredients, and you just know that this is a this is a classic. And this is a yeah. this is this is a cocktail that that can stand up for itself. Like the Ward Eight and my Pina Colada, Colada. My strawberry <laughs> kiwi berry pina colada would not be friends, you know. No, they would not be. They friends. wouldn't even be neighbors. Yeah. They're not even all. They're not even like passersby. Uh, yeah, and I think if they did interact, the interaction probably would not go well, right? <laughs> um, I mean, this is a yours is a cocktail. Mine is a kids' drink with booze in it. Um, <laughs> A very good one, actually. This is really good. I, I think that the kiwi berry and the strawberry balance each other out very nicely. It gives it a nice sweet tart, kind of like, mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean, this is a serious... I'm looking at the balance here on this, and so it's three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and a quarter of an ounce of orange juice and half an ounce of grenadine. That's not a lot of sweetness, but boy, it really is, especially if you're using Rittenhouse, this is all about the whiskey. Right? Yeah, this is a cocktail that's all about the whiskey, and uh, and I can see why they diluted it back then, right? A lot of cocktails back then were not as as heavy hitters as they are today. You know, our our tastes have gotten a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say refined. Well, you know, they went through life without painkillers. You know, so. well, and and they didn't have access to ice as easily as we do, so it wasn't like they mm. were, you know. So so the dilution that you get from shaking this is what they were using with the soda water, and so uh, so I I think that it served the same purpose. You needed to mellow this out a little bit mm-hmm. with some with some with, with some water. Um, yeah, definitely. Just like we needed to mellow uh, it out with my lovely strawberry kiwi berry pina colada. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to need to change the name. Pina Colada. <laughs> Pina Colada. Uh, uh, no, I mean, this is, uh, this will put hair on your chest. Uh, and you're absolutely right about that the dilution at the end. I mean, I think shaking it there, making it a colder cocktail, which will bring the flavor profile as we just learned. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? 
Yeah, I don't know uh, if you know uh, this, but uh, ice uh, is cold, Matthew. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and and it's 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 cold, so it makes things cold. And uh, and uh, yeah, no, but I think the the dilution in there it, certainly it will make a difference uh, and make that. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, honestly, I'm like I kind of want to trade. I want to trade cocktails with you. But <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you can certainly go make I'll one just after, go make one after the show. That's right. That's right. That's right. And it is All about right. that well, time spe- anyway. It is. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> he's looking at me. He's looking at me. He's looking at me. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today, folks, on this episode of Giant Cocktails. Happy hour. Happy half hour. Um, remember to, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon, allegedly. Uh, and you can find our recipes. Well, so first of all, our recipes are in the show notes, so you can just bump right out, look on your app, and find them in in the show notes there. Um, but you can also find them on on Instagram, where Matthew posts them. Hey, do them a solid. Go in there and like it. You know, just give it a little. Yeah, fo- give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah, that's too. You do that too. Follow us on Instagram. Um, and also tell your friends. Um, and on that note, uh, Matthew, it has been a pleasure. Uh, sharing cocktails with you. Uh, Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.